Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello, this is Helena Margareta speaking to you from sunny Florida. Thank you for being in touch uh, after my last show. I really appreciated that so much. And uh, now here I'm back. Uh, my website, if you haven't seen it yet, is www.speakingtoyourheart.com. Today we have, um, I have a guest. He is not with me yet, and I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Uh, this is Eric Pearl of Reconnective Healing, and I'm looking here on my screen, looking for Eric, and uh, I don't know where he is at all. So uh, I will start talking. I hope he will call in. So um, uh, for me, it's very interesting to have Eric, and uh, he is, of course, a healer. He's a world-famous he- healer. He's also uh, an author. He's written the book, um, about heal yourself, the reconnection, heal others, and heal yourself. He uh, uh, should be here. Okay, he is not here, so I will just... Oh, yes, here he is. Wonderful. So right on time, almost. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yes. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. You know, those first moments before the show starts, and I haven't had my guest call in are absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, but sorry. anyway, here you are. I'm so happy that you are calling almost on time. And I was trying to introduce you, but then when you had just kind of empty space on the other line, it's a little hard to introduce somebody. How are you doing, Eric? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And I'm Helena, Helena Steinhornsson, Helena Margareta. And I'm Swedish, if you wonder why I speak like I do. I wonder wonder if, if, you know, my... my, uh, We have a little trouble with the line here. here. Are you speaking on a cell phone? phone? Yeah, is is there a bad sound? Let me call you from a different line. Yes, please, if you could. Okay, Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so here we go, and I'm glad that we connected at last, and uh, we have worked on this. His assistant had been planning everything so well, (laughs) and then in the very last moment, he called in so late, but at least everything is, I hope, on, on schedule the way it's going to go. I have heard of Eric before uh, when I've been in in Northern Europe, where he is quite popular, and uh, he gives classes uh, all over the place there. Now I have him again, and I see if he is there. Are you there, Eric? I certainly hope so, or else yes, now we have a much better line. Yes. No, somehow it doesn't always work with cell phones, and I think I told Jackie, your assistant, exactly that too. Oh, I'm sorry. So no, that's okay. Nothing to worry about, but I just wanted to give an explanation why it didn't work. (laughs) And uh, it could also be that you have a very strong energy, and I have a very strong energy, and somehow with the electronics it doesn't work. 
I know when when I'm speaking in some places and they have not a very updated microphone. It kind of gives echoes and it doesn't work because my energy is so high. And it's probably the same thing with you, that your energy can be so high that we it interferes. We experience a lot of problems with sound yes. systems all around the world, so I understand that. It's very, very hard to, to have this. And I had it just a few days ago, and I, they said, no, no, the equipment was fine, and everyone tested it, and then I came in. It didn't work, not properly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, um, you are, um, how shall I say, you are a chiropractor, and you are a healer. My Which background. one would you like to call yourself more as? Well, I I keep my license as a chiropractor, but I don't practice chiropractic any longer because I'm on the road 45 weeks every year teaching the healing work. Yeah, and that's what I thought was also the thing. And I wanted, you know, I'm very curious about you as a person. And our books, your book and my book, they've been side by side in some countries, you know, and of course those were languages I didn't speak. So I've seen your name, but I have unfortunately not read the book, The Reconnection, Heal Others and Heal Yourself. But I will have to get it because it sounds wonderful. Now, Someone, I'm a healer myself, and I happen to come from a family of, of a long line of spiritual women. Uh, also, I had a spiritual experience that made me, turn me into a healer. I had never planned being that. But you had a spiritual experience also that happened and changed your life, didn't you? Yes, yes, most definitely. I, I was practicing as a chiropractor. And um, I was practicing for about 12 years when one night I was awakened in the middle of the night by a very bright light that came bursting through my eyes. So I I opened my eyes to see what that was. And um, it wasn't anything, you know, that appeared to be spiritual or metaphysical. It was just the lamp next to my bed turned itself on. I had had that lamp for 10 years. It hadn't turned itself on any other night before. Um, So I thought it was something electric, but at the same time, it felt very, very, very much as if somebody was in my house, so much so that I got up with a knife and a can of pepper spray and my Doberman pincher, and I went hunting through (laughs) my home (laughs) to see in case someone really was there. And after looking for about 20 minutes or so, I decided that no one was here, even though it felt like someone was here, so it must be my imagination, and I went back to sleep. But on that Monday when I went into my office, seven of my patients insisted that um, they felt people in the room with us just the way I had been feeling people in my home over that weekend. Some said it felt like people were standing or walking or running. Some said it felt like people were flying around the ceiling. So, you know, 12 years of practice, and no one said that before. Seven people saying it in one day, you would think. Yeah that that would have gotten my attention. But at the same time, other patients were telling me that they could feel my hands before I touched them. Of course, I didn't really believe them, so I told them to close their eyes and lie on the massage table. And um, as they were lying there, I would hold my hands anywhere from several inches to several feet to several yards away from them, aimed in different directions, and they could tell me whether it was aimed toward their feet or their shoulders. And um, as I would do this, I would see tiny little muscles, involuntary little muscles that we couldn't 
control um, on our own intentionally start to move in their forehead or on their chin. It would pull at their lips or pull at their eyebrows. Their eyes would rapidly dart back and forth and back and forth. And and um, when they'd open their eyes, they told me that they were seeing colors they had never seen before, smelling flowers they had never before smelled. And um, that's when they started demonstrating healings, real healings. They were getting up yeah. out of wheelchairs, some of them, vision and hearing returning. Um, patients were coming in days later showing me laboratory results where their cancer tumors had vanished. Um, children with cerebral palsy or epilepsy were able to walk and run and play and speak normally, not have seizures any longer or need their medication. Of course, not 100% of the people had this response. Just like medicine, nothing is 100%, but a lot, enough so that we began to recognize that something real, something distinct was occurring. So um, people started calling me, asking me to teach this. And I said, you got to be crazy. How do I teach something like this? I'm waving my hands in the air, looking like an idiot. So you yeah, go outside. I know what you're <laughs> you go outside, wave your hands in the air, let me know what your neighbors have to say about it. Yeah. But but yet my patients would call me when they got home from my office and say that when they drove up to their house, their automatic garage door opened before they hit the um, electrical button to open it. Or they walked inside their house, their lamp and television and stereo started turning itself off and on, and they felt sensations in their hands, and they would hold their hands near someone in their family, and suddenly their grandfather could walk after the stroke, or the uncle regained his speech, and we began to recognize that once we interact with this new more evolved spectrum of healing that science today calls the reconnective healing spectrum something changes within us and not only are we able to um, experience our own healings but we're able to facilitate healings for other people as well yeah and you have more or less answered all the questions I had for you <laughs> Uh oh, now you're going so to have to think. So you've gone ahead in this presentation, but it's great because um, we have also been in the same places, you and I, and we have been on the same stages, not at the same time, of course. But I have always asked someone, what is it he does? And they say, well, he does what you do. You know, he activates, he raises the energy level and the frequencies, and that has been period. Uh, I haven't heard anything more, but to hear this from the horse's mouth, that is great. So um, uh, this is uh, something that you just, that happens through that experience, you would say, that experience in the night. That's right. That's that's how it began. And then um, since then, we found that we're able to... uh, Work with people, so yeah, you could use that word activate if you wanted to. Some something yeah, I use changes. it for myself, you know, to activate. But I think your word reconnection is so right on the nail. I mean, it's right on the dot. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? It is. It's us reconnecting with our original fullness as human beings um, and as spirits. The the fullness we tend to experience in between lifetimes. It allows us to return to our natural vibration of light, and as we return to that natural vibration of light, anything heavier, anything denser than light, which tends to include our health challenges, they tend to have very little left to hold on to. So if appropriate for that person, those densities, those health challenges, 
fall away. And the reality is healing is just that simple. And anything more complicated than that is usually designed to sell us something. Yeah. Uh, And I want to go back to the beginning. Now, first, you went to high school, and you have never had any kind of spiritual experience or anything, but evidently you must have been interested in health and well-being since you chose to become a chiropractor. I don't know. I didn't know what I was interested in. I I never enjoyed school. Um, it, it was always a job to go to school. I didn't really want to. Um, when I graduated high school, my parents told me I could take a year off before I go to college. That was smart, and, yeah. And, well, much as um, I would have enjoyed that year off, I didn't take it. I went directly to college because I was afraid that I would never go back to school. Okay, that <laughs> happens, yeah. <laughs> so instead, I, I went through college. I changed my major several times. I was a psychology major. I was a law major. I took dance classes. I did all sorts of things and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And at some point... I met a doctor of chiropractic who explained to me how simply the brain becomes the nerves that run through the body, and when the spine is out of position, it interferes with the brain speaking to the body through the nervous system, and the organs become less than healthy. And by repositioning the spine, we remove the interference, the brain-body communication opens back up, and the body brings itself back to balance, and I thought that sounded pretty good. So yeah, I, it does. It sounds wonderful, you know. Uh, and it was, so, so I went to yeah. school for that. Which college did you go to? It's in Los Angeles, named after the Cleveland family, so it's called Cleveland Chiropractic College in Los Angeles. I'm asking because I'm so familiar with chiropractic, only because I have used chiropractors basically all my life. I wouldn't have been walking and talking now if I hadn't gone to chiropractors because of car accidents and various falls from horses and so on. And chiropractic has helped me. Yeah, I find that it's one of the highest um, fields of healing because it's very natural. You simply remove the interference, get out of the way, and allow the power that made the body to heal the body, which is really, I believe, what you and I must do in the healing work. It's just that it's more vibrationally that we allow the interferences to leave and let the intelligence of the body bring itself back into a state of balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, now you were a chiropractor. You were happy being a chiropractor? I enjoyed it very much. I thought that was my intention. Um, that was my life you know, profession. And evidently, higher power had decided a different path for you, and that's why you were given this awakening experience. I can it see that. I mean, it was just in the plan. Yeah, it was just in the plan. I believe there are plans for all of us, and you had that plan. And I think also your medical background, chiropractic background, was essential for you to really know uh, the scientific part of healing. I think it wasn't so important for the scientific part as the fact that I discovered um, a philosophy of observing the natural laws of the universe. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was that's what the chiropractic philosophy introduced me to. There are two kinds of chiropractors. 
Um, they're the kind of chiropractors that um, most of the chiropractors are, which are related to aches and pains. And then there's the original pure chiropractic, which has no connection to aches and pains. It, it's much more involved with healing. The first chiropractic patient didn't have any pain. He was deaf. And the first chiropractor found um, a bone in his spine that was out of position, clicked it back into place, and this person regained his hearing. So they immediately thought that what chiropractic was was a cure for deafness. So they sent out a call, and people who were deaf started coming in all around from North America and covered wagons and horses. And and, um, and what happened was a lot of people regained their hearing. A lot of people were, you know, losing their hearing. Not really, but a lot of people were healing from other things. That's what they began to recognize. People were yeah. coming in and not always having the healings they expected, but having other healings. And that's when they found the basis of pure chiropractic, which is the philosophy of what's called principled chiropractic. And that's what I practiced. And getting turned on to the philosophy of that work, I think, allowed me to see more. And as I began to focus consciously on becoming one with each of my patients, actually taking that moment to connect and feel with them and breathe with them, um, something happened and the healing started. Yeah, I mean the scientific way because I look at um, your material and it's full with scientific proof, so to speak. And uh, if you hadn't been the chiropractor uh, the way you know you have been and looking at the actual physical problem, you would probably not have looked at the healing the same way. So if we call it philosophy or science, I call it almost scientific the way I look at your material. And well, I mean there's it in a the lot of sense. science now. We have researchers from around the world who have um, who are studying reconnective healing wondering why the healings are so much more effective, so much more instantaneous, so much more dramatic and life-lasting than what we've been getting through energy healing techniques such as Reiki and Qigong and all the others that we've heard about. But they are also uh, taught very much in classes and so on. You got it directly given to you, it was a higher source that opened you up. I'm a very spiritual person, you probably noticed that also, mm-hmm. and I channel all my information and have this ability, I can just stretch out a hand towards people and they can feel it and they are healed. Well, when I experienced that the first time that people said, my God, you healed me, you just stretch out your hand and I felt in my stomach, I was amazed, I was shocked myself. But there are sources out there that we cannot explain that uh, I hope we are getting more and more aware of as we are moving on in life. And um, you have done so much. I noticed particularly in northern Europe, where I come from, and uh, you go there quite frequently, don't you? I uh, Yeah, I was just in... Oslo, um, I was just in Oslo last week, and I'll be returning to teach a seminar there April 27th through the 29th. Wonderful. And you are going to be in Helsinki again, or not right now? Um, I don't see Helsinki scheduled. Um, 
I think we will be going back and forth mostly between Stockholm, Oslo, and maybe we'll do Copenhagen again. Yeah. Uh, Stockholm, when are you going to be in Stockholm? I don't have a schedule for that yet. I don't have that but schedule you're coming. for this year. You're going to be there this year. I'm sure, mm-hmm. we'll, I'm sure we'll do it again. I think we'll probably do it in 2013. Okay. I, th- I think we'll do that next year. I yeah. love doing seminars in Stockholm, but I usually try to do just one in Stockholm or one in Oslo in a given year, and I, I tend to go back and forth. It's uh, so amazing, particularly Sweden is a very anti anything how shall I say it it's very secular in Sweden you probably have noticed that officially that is almost like a bad word to come up and say you know healing I haven't noticed that because no you haven't is... noticed that because I didn't it took me many many years to realize this and I'm Swedish but now last year I started to live there a little bit more and then I realized Oh, the media is completely cutting that out. You know, anything spiritual and anything alternative is being criticized, and they're making an effort to do that. I think uh, there is a tendency now of change in Sweden, particularly with the healing, with the uh, alternative healing methods. It's coming up somehow, chiropractic and, and acupuncture, and they're going to recognize this also in the general healthcare system. But it has been, and because of that, they are starting to make all kinds of waves uh, in the medical field. And uh, I hear this a lot. I was quite shocked in the beginning what I heard on the radio in Stockholm, how they were against all these methods. But it doesn't work somehow. People are running to find out more. And I know you're very successful in Stockholm. Well, there's a very large audience that that tends to come in um, all of the uh, Scandinavian countries. They're very Mm -hmm. much interested in this work. Again, even when I'm there, I speak at hospitals and universities and present to the governments. um, Even some of the Scandinavian royalty has attended the seminars. They are very open. In fact, I notice all... European royalty is very open to this particular method. And I was even told by one of them, and she invited me for lunch at home, at her home, and said that we have known this for generations. We know this. But they haven't shared it with the rest of the population. So there is a wonderful openness coming up also in Europe. So tell me one thing I really loved about your work, that you're bringing in children. You have program for children, and you have program for animals. Not for animals, but for people. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happens is is that, you know, we started teaching adults, and um, I've trained over 70,000 people around the world how to do this work so far, including a good, oh, maybe 20% of them, about 15,000 are mainstream healthcare practitioners, doctors, yeah. nurses, yeah, which physical so therapists. Great. And um, teaching adults, it takes about, um, you know, a, a full weekend. I usually do a Friday night, a Saturday, and a Sunday. And on um, the Friday night, I give a three-hour presentation where we talk about um, the history of the work, the philosophy, 
the science. We um, bring up some volunteers from the audience that give live demonstrations of the healings. And we give everyone an opportunity to feel it in your hands. But Saturday and Sunday becomes a very different seminar. And I always warn people, don't come to the seminar if you think we're all going to sit around, hold hands, om, and sing spiritual songs, because it, it just simply won't happen that way. It's a hands-on we, seminar. Yes. I mean, it's one where you're active. You move around. Right. So, in other words, we go to the massage tables in couples, um, for example, and I walk around to each table, and so will our um, internationally trained team of teaching assistants, and we'll take your hand and help show you how to begin to feel these frequencies and access them. And You'll start to see the person who's lying on the massage table go into involuntary movements. Their fingers will move, their feet will move, their eyes will move, and we'll show you how to access a different part of the spectrum where it begins to feel different to you, and you'll start to see their bodies respond differently. And You begin to recognize your distinct role in this, and by the end of one weekend, I can pretty much make you two promises. A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do. And B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do. And uh, that seems to be what has come about so far in my 12 years or so already of teaching this work. But for children, it doesn't take two and a half days. For children, it takes a couple of hours. Yeah. to do a whole class because they don't have the ego that needs to be overcome. They don't come in saying, oh, look how great I am and I can do this and I can already do that and I know the special way to do it this way and to do it that way. And they don't have the fears that we adults give them. They're not worried of or scared of negative energy or thinking they've got to protect themselves or clean themselves or shake off bad energy or spray themselves with alcohol. They don't think that they are less than 100%, so they don't think that crystals are going to make them more, that they need special instruments. They simply become 100% the healing. They become like that light, a lit candle that lights another candle that lights another candle. They simply allow themselves to become that light in that short amount of time that for adults yeah, they, we have to uh, take Somehow they understand. Clear. I noticed with my grandchildren, they were right on. They just knew exactly what was happening without having been told. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also see this. You work with the light, don't you? Of course. Yeah, and when you talk about the light to children, they catch on immediately. They they say, "Okay, you, you know, they understand." Right. No, absolutely. They 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 learn that. They they just take on concepts instantly. It's just like the way children can take on languages instantly. Yeah. No, they're very good subjects, and also to heal children, it's just like instant, I would say. And, well, what's more fascinating is, or more fun, is when you you have in the children's classes, you know, maybe a five-year-old working at the foot of a table, and, um, you know, and someone else, and an adult is lying on the table, and you see the adult's body go into involuntary movements, and you see the, mm-hmm. the, the child's eyes and mouth open wide in shock. I mean, they just love it, yeah. and they get so excited. Very, and you have no restrictions uh, on involving children in the programs? Well, the children's program is designed for children about four years old or up. Now, um, 
I think that the children's program runs between about 4 and 11 or 12. I believe that uh, many children who have been as young as 7 or 8 or 9 have been able to go through the adult seminar and gain a lot out of it. It depends on the nature of the child, whether they're someone whose attention span is, you know, short and they need the children's class, or if they have a long attention span and they're fascinated by the work, they can go through the whole weekend as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you have any programs coming up for children in the near future? You're going to be in the States. Now I know you're going to be in Arizona. And you're going to have an interview with my friend Kayla next Tuesday. So really? I, this is not a live show, uh, which is good because you, <laughs> the lines didn't work, so no one could call in to this show. But on her show next week, people can call in and ask questions. So anyone who listens now and has a question, please call back uh, next week and speak to Kayla, uh, also Radio Sedona, also then Sedona Talk Radio. Now, where are you based out of? Uh, I am uh, in Florida. Right now I'm in uh, sunny Florida in Sarasota. I used to be in Miami, but moved over to Sarasota. And otherwise I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. But I travel all over. I'm also in Spain a lot. And people travel to go to my classes, uh, my seminars in locations in various countries. Well, we'll be bringing the seminars to Miami the weekend of December 7, 8, and 9. Okay. So we'll be well, you there? Yes, and uh, which is nice, and I think uh, your assistant told me that you would be there. So, um, and you have a very nice open uh, audience, I would say, in Florida, as you know. And of course, I notice also people around waters are more open than people inland. Have you noticed that? You know, I haven't thought about it that way, but I'm going to pay attention to it now. Yeah, and you would probably notice that people on the coasts and on big lakes <laughs> are more open to this kind of activity than people inland. I mean, it's not like Midwest or somewhere where they would not go for it as much as you, probably for Europe, but it's not the natural openness. And I heard this from... Uh, Scandinavian organizers a lot. Oh, yes, we do it around the coasts only because people are more open-minded around the coastlines. How very interesting. No, I hadn't thought of that. And then, of course, we evolved into giving classes for people who are interested in teaching um, in in healing animals. Yes, that is. And I read a story about a cow called Delilah. Was it? Do you want to tell that story? I thought it was so touching. Do you remember that story? I I wasn't there for Delilah's story. Well, you were not there, but it was about a cow who had been so badly hurt and had run loose, and then she was involved in traffic and um, eventually ended up at some place for deserted animals. And your people evidently came to her and healed her. And before she was almost lame, she could hardly walk, and she was in pain. And with the healing of these people, your your training people, they um, they healed her. The cow was fine. Well, and her not, name was not Delilah. Only that, <laughs> but what I remember too now about that cow is that she so distrusted people, she wouldn't allow anyone yes. near her initially. And now, after the healing, she she is wonderful and loving and gets along with people beautifully. Yeah. 
And so what I happened to that. her afterwards? I hope they didn't send her back to the owners. They took care of her. I hope they didn't turn her into a steak. Yeah, well, no. I'm a vegetarian, so <laughs> I didn't even want to think that way. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm, I'm 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 sure they're taking good care of her to this day. They put that much effort into healing her and taking care of her, so you know. Yeah. Um, yeah of course. Right, but uh, what the class on reconnective animals is about is that the healing isn't different. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, animals are people in fursuits. Healing is healing, life is life, and love is love. But what we teach in the class is how to work with animals in a way that um, they trust you and they feel, you know, comfortable in the interaction, and that way that allows you to be close and intimate with them and to facilitate healings. Yes, and I notice I work with animals a lot, and animals seem to know who I am when I arrive. They they come up to me if they're loose, and they tell me because I communicate mentally pretty good with animals. I hear what they're saying, and uh, they ask for help and healing. And one animal, one dog, actually was angry with me and barked at me when I came home, saying, where have you been? I've been in pain. <laughs> But they are very good. They receive very, very nicely uh, this particular kind of healing energy, and they know what it is about, just like children also. And I had one child who, well, I work a lot with children, but you have to be careful, particularly in Scandinavia, because it's not allowed to work on smaller children. But uh, I've had children who have gotten rid of pains and aches they've had all their lives. And I don't know if you work that way, but to me, everything is energy. And I see the past lives of somebody and how a past life as an energy is blocking a person in this lifetime. And I remove that energy from the person and the person gets well. Well, see, I don't see what the problem is. um, And it's probably a good thing because I'd be busy directing on how to fix things if I did see them. Instead, I simply step in and I teach people how to feel the different sensations, how to play with them, and just be with them and allow the perfect intelligence of the universe to determine the perfect healing for that person. Yeah. You know, and this is why this universe is so smart. We have been given different talents that you couldn't teach this program as well if you had to work like I do. For me, it's very hard to teach this because it's very personal coming personal coming from me, and it's intuitive. I believe we are like singers, you know, in a way, that we all have to find our own niche, you know, your opera singer or your pop singer or your, you know, cha-cha-cha singer, and uh, then you go to the crowd that will receive will be receptive to you. Well, I guess so, or the crowd that's interested in you comes to you. Yeah. So, uh, But um, I feel your purpose is to just go and awaken the world and teach the world. And how do you feel this will influence the world, the work you are doing? Well, I believe that this is allowing us to recognize compassion, to understand that as we step into the year 2012, we're here to stop looking at what makes us each different and instead 
begin to look at what makes us all one and the same, to recognize that we are all connected beings, um, that when one child cries in one part of the world, a hundred children weep in another part of the planet, that we are that connected. Yeah. And to learn that when we are busy trying to be unique and different and better than others, we are not assisting in the actual rise of the planet itself. When we are allowing ourselves to look at what's one and the same, then we feel that sharing and it's if we metaphorically all join hands and rise to the top one and all together. So it's about the evolution of the planet, about hopefully bringing world harmony um, at this time. You believe in world harmony? I do. I believe that's where we're headed if we make the, you know, the conscious choices in that direction. Yeah. Well, I believe it too. And how do you believe all people can be healed? Have you noticed in your work that even as a chiropractor, can all people be healed? And why can they not be healed if they, they cannot? Everyone can have a healing if it is appropriate for them, but we don't understand the reasons, all of them, for illness or disease. Some people may need their illness to hold on to um, certain things to, to to get love, some to give love, some we might be holding, you know, we might take on our illnesses to assist others in their lessons as much as to learn our own. So for us to decide whether or not it's appropriate for someone to have, I mean, to receive a specific healing might be like us assuming that we understand the mind of God. I think our role is to offer the healing and then get out of, which in essence is like opening a door and then get out of the way. But it's up to that person to have the courage to choose to walk through that door. In other words, our job is to open the door. Theirs is to walk through. What a lot of people in the healing field try and do is open the door with one hand and push the person through with the other hand. And if we do that, we cheat that person out of the opportunity to gain all that comes with choosing to walk through that door. We cheat ourselves out of the opportunity of of being gifted with the honor of being able to witness it. Yeah. And uh, you also, I see here, you have reconnected yoga. Uh, are you practicing yoga yourself, or, or have you just... I don't practice yoga, yoga, but no. so many of our people do, and we've got many yoga instructors. And what tends to happen with reconnective healing is that people often regain full range of motion in moments that they may not have had for 15 or 20 or 30 years due to surgeries or other physical traumas or just, you know, long-term arthritis. And so when you combine this with the yoga, people are able to enter into those yoga positions that they have maybe been working for decades to reach, and they're able to enter into those positions oftentimes within the first class. Yeah, good. So uh, now notice yoga also is uh, very, very much well spread up in Scandinavia. Do you have uh, more women than men coming to your classes? Do I have a lot of yoga people? 
And now more women than men oh, coming to I your class. Say, I would say it's about 60-40. I'd say it's about 60% women, about 40% men. That's a very high percentage of men. That's very good because they usually don't go to anything that is uh, healing. They stay away from it, but not totally, of course. Well, the class is very not woo-woo. In other words, we don't teach you a healing technique. We teach you how to let go of your techniques, how to transcend the techniques and just become the healing. And there is so much mainstream science on reconnective healing that it tends to um, attract most everyone cross-culturally. Um, nice, for yeah. for example, we just worked with the Russian Olympic athletes at um, the university, the main university in St. Petersburg, Russia, and got the results back from there that after we worked with them 10 days later, they had dramatic changes in their red blood cells, their white blood cells, um, even their DNA was restructured. That's fantastic. Tell me about, uh, you have some scientific proof of how it has worked, you know, even in a room after you've been there. And this goes, of course, for any kind of healing work in a room. You raise the frequency. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, the, uh, the, what the evidence has been showing is that something happens in the room and there's a release of what is called excess free thermodynamic energy, which sounds very complicated. Yes, it's really does. simple. <laughs> Excess means more than normal. Free means it's floating around freely. And thermodynamic energy is temperature-related energy. So there's a large amount of temperature-related energy that floats around in the room that, you know, small amounts of this is produced in energy healing. But the amount that's produced with reconnective healing, they said could only be reproduced if we heated the room to over 300 degrees Celsius, which is the equivalent of almost 600 degrees Yeah, a little Fahrenheit. hot. Yeah. yeah, very, very, very hot. I guess that's all we need to know about that. Yeah. Although the room doesn't always feel hot, sometimes it feels cool. So yeah, we, I we, can it, see it, that. Yeah, so sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's it, all sorts of different sensations that happen with this, but the amount of energy to produce that would have taken, you know, if we were trying to do it on this physical plane, would have taken heating the room to that temperature. Yeah, and I'm glad to have measured that because this is what is happening, uh, not only from reconnective healing, but any form of healing and any kind of spiritual work. It raises the frequencies. And not only in the room, also, but with the people. And right. the traces behind you, can, I can notice in a room what has happened in the room the day before, for instance, because I can read the frequencies. Everything is energy. So, uh, uh, and that's how you can even feel uh, what past life energy has lived in a house before. So this and, is not that, field, but I'm kind of playing with the idea. <laughs> Sorry. Right. No, no, those things do change with any kind of healing. It's just that the researchers 
said that nowhere have they ever seen it as high as with reconnective healing to reach yeah. those to require those temperatures. So yeah. anyway, it's not that science is always right, but that's what science is saying today. As a matter well, of fact, well, we have to listen to them also because they are being listened to, and of course, science, as we know, changes each day. You they learn a little bit more each year. They know a little bit more. So what was great yesterday is old news today. Right. With science. So uh, that's where we are. <laughs> Have you heard of John of God in Brazil? Yes. Have you ever visited him, been down no, in Brazil? No, I Because today we don't need to do that type of thing. We don't need to go and find special healers living in certain obscure parts of the planet any longer. Once we learn how to access these frequencies, there's nothing that anyone... There's there, there's nothing that anyone on this planet can do that you can't do once you learn how to do reconnective healing. Anyone yeah. who has taken the seminar can do the very same things that John of God can do or that you can do or that I can do or that anyone else can do. That's part of the gift of this new level of healing is that we don't have to look outside of ourselves any longer. We don't have to take time off from work and spend a lot of money and travel across the planet. Right now it's about accessing this ourselves, recognizing that we're all yeah, one and, and I same. agree with you on that one. We don't have to travel to get this and that. We don't have to travel to get any kind of knowledge, really. We have it right here. and um, Which means now people have, um, if, if, for instance, somebody would need healing help from you personally, could you do that long distance? You can do distance work, absolutely, but there's also no need to have to do the distance work. There are people all around the world who've learned reconnective healing. But yes, we teach them how to do distance work too. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't do private sessions any longer because I'm I'm too busy traveling and teaching. Yeah. And I I just got back to the country about two days ago and I'm gonna be flying in another week, so I only have so much time to be you know, So where are you flying next time? Well, I'm going to... Well, you're going to Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to be in Phoenix um, March 30th, that weekend, March 30th through April 1. I'm going to be there. And as a matter of fact, so that's next That's Next week? Next week? Yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I think I'm also going to be in um, Sedona giving some presentations and in Tempe um, all through the week starting... Uh, well, yeah. if you go to the website, which is called www.thereconnection.com The Reconnection You have to put in the word the Thereconnection.com You can see on the calendar Of the events where I'll be But um, yeah, right as of Monday I land in Phoenix And I'll be in Tempe and Sedona And then again in Phoenix Teaching throughout the weekend That's wonderful With this kind of difficult life I mean I travel myself a lot but you really you travel a lot <laughs> can you have a private life at all do you have a family do you have a partner a wife children dog Doberman all this do you have any of this in your home <laughs> no I I, 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 I I can't I'm on the road 45 weeks every year yeah I'm on the, you know I mean if I get a partner it's going to have to be someone who wants to travel with me a lot well I understand and you need that too, you know, to keep your schedule in order, not to miss any, you know, appointments. <laughs> yeah, that would so, be nice, well, also, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, 
and that's another thing. But uh, I really am very happy that you do the work because I feel that in this world we need a lot of light. I really do. And uh, when I see everything now, particularly also politically, it's so confused. Uh, They don't know really what what is the the foundation for this particular life here. So um, do you think that uh, you could um, leave something behind to the world in, in, in the form of changing the world the way you're working now? And I mean this... Uh, that, you know, what would you leave behind? What would you like to leave behind to the world? I think what I'll be leaving behind is a consciousness of how we can become more, how we can help one another from within and how we no longer have to look outside of ourselves. And I know that every time we teach a new student, this consciousness is becoming more and more embedded in the planet and soon we won't have to teach this work any longer soon it will be simply we'll pick it up from sitting next to someone on an airplane or in a movie theater we'll pass it on to our children yes and it'll Mm -hmm. be second nature of who we are as human beings yeah which i think was originally meant to be that way yes absolutely that is what what it's here for us to rediscover yeah and I think we really have come to that point that we need to open up our consciousness a little bit more. So this has been very interesting. I'm so glad that I finally got you uh, on the program and um, that you actually connected with me. I was so uptight here in the beginning <laughs> because you were not you were not on the show. You were the main guest and you were not here. But oh, I, I thought I was supposed to call in at 10 o'clock, so I did. Yeah, uh, actually, I left a message a few minutes before ten o'clock, oh, but it's that's why perfectly you okay to I check see. on the uh, everything else. So no, I just mentioned this because I was a little uptight in the beginning, and I didn't mean to be. Uh, so don't take offense. Or oh no, of course that. not. <laughs> I enjoy very much chatting with you. And I enjoyed meeting you. You know, it was really nice. And I shall get your book uh, and the mention again the name of the book. It's called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. It's just the same as the website. The website is yeah. thereconnection.com, mm-hmm. the and reconnection. the book is The Reconnection. Sure. And you have it in so many languages. It's I have listed all over the world. Yeah. And so they can probably get it at the local bookstore in their own language. Sure. It's that, yeah, it's in 36 different languages. Of course it's in Swedish. Yes, of course yes. it must be. It's in Finnish and it's in Norwegian, so it's all over. Right. Uh huh. So um, that's great. Well, uh, it was a pleasure, Pearl, uh, Eric Pearl, Doctor Eric Pearl. And where do you live? Uh, what city are you in right now? Right now, I'm in Los Angeles. My furniture lives in Los Angeles, and I came to visit it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I hope you kind of touch it and welcome uh, welcome home each time. Absolutely. Are you a vegetarian or anything, or you watch your diet? Um, I tend to eat a low-carbohydrate diet. Just, um, you know, it's not 
easy to go to the gym, you know, or work out a lot when you're on the road as much as I am. So I just keep my carbohydrates low, and it tends to keep my body in balance. Yeah. You know, something I have noticed when I fly, that uh, it's just like the old Native Americans, uh, they when they were riding fast on a horse and did for a length of time, they had to stop from time to time so they, their souls could catch up with them. And I feel that when I fly in a plane and have to make a presentation the same night, it's like I don't get the same kind of connection with my soul <laughs> until the day after. Have you experienced that kind of feeling? You know, it's my preference to get to a place at least one day before I have to speak. It's my preference. But yeah. mm-hmm. once I get on stage and I begin to tune into this, it really doesn't matter. I become instantly in touch with this work and very present. Yeah, uh, which is so true. Once you are on stage, then it happens. But I notice that time when you are stressed for time and you have flown, even if it's just one hour flight, you know, Stockholm, Oslo or something like this, it's uh, it's harder to connect. And I was wondering if you had any kind of philosophy on the subject, except for that it's your preference to be there the day before, which is certainly mine also, because it feels better and you are on the in the place. I am so focused on this being my purpose that, to me, flying somewhere is like driving somewhere. I mean, if that's what I have to do to get there, that's what I have to do. If I don't have time to rest in between, then I don't have time to rest in between. Then I take the time to rest afterwards. And you can do it in your sleep now, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't quite go that far. I don't think anyone wants to see me lying down snoring on a stage. But yes. Have have you found any country being more receptive, or shall I compare, how do you see Europe as opposed to America in being receptive to this? Have you noticed any difference, or is it just human beings? You know, it's it's everyone has a different flavor, a different personality, but um, remember the people who are coming to the seminars are coming to the seminars, so they're yeah. already to some degree receptive by the time that I meet them. I will tell you that Norway has one of the largest um, percentages of practitioners for countries around. So, you know, that says something about Scandinavia. Yeah, and Scandinavia, um, people in Scandinavia are very open to nature, you know, very natural. They go out in nature, and if if Sundays they all go out in the country and, and walk and hike and so on. It's not the way it is in America where you stay home and watch television. They are out in nature. So, of course, they would be more open to this kind of work. Right. So, good luck with that. All right. Well, thank you so very I much for having me on your show. Now. Thank you so much. And the name of your website, again, is thereconnection.com. Right. And I thank you, Dr. Eric Pearl, for being on my show. Thank you so much, and thank you. And goodbye, everyone out there in the big, wide world, world for being with me during this hour with Eric Pearl and Reconnective Healing. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye.